Hello and welcome back to the F24 podcast. My name is David and every couple of weeks or so I have a creative come over to my studio in North Acton to talk about their lives and interactions with London, culture and creativity. I hope you enjoyed Pavan from the Foreign Beggars interview. He's about to drop a new everything. So drop back one podcast if you ain't heard it and go and check him out on Instagram because there seems to be a very interesting transition going on over there. Last week though, I had Hannah Sunny Whaler, a sign writer residing in South London. I met Hannah through a shared client in maybe 2016 or 17. I spent a couple of days together at my studio working on a large wall, her directing it, and then she went off and painted it. It was a real nice way to meet and we chatted loads. Hannah telling me about some of her plans and what she'd been up to so far. And she's about to move to London, I think it was around that time, and take on the sign writing world here. Connections had been made and plans were set. It was a nice time to meet her. Since then, Hannah has taken London by storm and there's a great team by her side. It's been really great to watch. And we've also got some shared friends, which is nice. We have a lovely chat around her choices and her route to become the dope paint slinger she is today, about her life in her hometown, going through college and uni, sofa surfing, and hand-to-hand hustling her business. It was real dope having her around. This is some of Hannah's London, via various places, culture and creativity story. Check her out at Honey Sun- Check her out at Honey Sunny Whaler on Instagram whilst you're listening. That's H-A-N-A-S-U-N-N-Y-W-H-A-L-E-R. Enjoy, this is F24. I really appreciate you coming over. Yeah, no, it's really nice to see you again. It's um, been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time, but I know <laughs> we've been watching each other since we met. Yeah. See what we've both been up to. It's yeah. been wicked to see what you've got up to since I first met you. And not even about how I first met you, just since we first met. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's been amazing to see. As I said, I've still got those two pieces you left for me. Aww. You've just loved me. And I, when yeah. I moved to the studio, I was like, oh, look, Richard. And <laughs> <laughs> little things come up from Yeah, exactly. From it's just, I've got a few bits up there. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, wicked. That's going to stay in the pile. That's going to stay So let, let's, let's start at the beginning. Um, where are you from? I'm, well, I'm originally from Malvern, which is a little town in the West Midlands. Uh-huh. Um, so I grew up there and went to college in Hereford, which is like nearby, um, a little bit close to Wales. And then, and then yeah, from there I went down and studied in Falmouth. That, wow, okay, so yeah. you got about before landing in Bristol, yeah. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah. What was it like growing up at the beginning place? Oh, Malvern is just like little, beautiful little hillsidey town oh, in the West Midlands. It's yeah. nice, yeah. Your parents are... Yeah, Would yeah. You? So I've still got a family home there, but like, it's funny actually thinking back. Like, after I started getting into sign writing and stuff, I'd go back to Malvern and suddenly see, the, the, like, the place is covered in sign writing. All the work everywhere. you grew up with, yeah, without realizing. Yeah. It was obviously implanting, but you weren't. I know, and yeah. it was so weird starting to go back and being like, oh my god, actually, it's everywhere, and it's definitely informed like my style a little bit as well, I think. And just even going back and being like, like I know that there's there were two sign writers working in Malvern and I actually met, weirdly met one of the guy's daughters. Wow. At, I, I did a talk at my old college and a girl came up to me at the end and she was like, I went to your talk that you did at the college last year and you're from Malvern and my dad was a sign writer in Malvern and I was like, tell me where he painted. I was like, tell me the shops he painted. And she said the butchers in Malvern Link and I was like, oh my God. There's like these gorgeous reverse glass painted like pheasants on these butchers oh, windows man. and stuff. And, and it was so weird. She was like, basically she was like, hearing you do that talk made me kind of think about being a sign writer, maybe picking up from where my dad like left off yeah. and like 
going and working with him a little bit and I was like, oh my God, it's all done a bit full circle. But... <laughs> so back in, back in, back there, were you into art as a kid then? Has yeah. Has it always been a thing? Always. Yeah, it, it was just, it was just like never an option to do anything else, yeah. basically. Like I just always knew um, to the point where school, like I was good at school, but I just was not interested as a in, in anything else. Is. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, I remember just, especially at high school, like after after primary school, kind of just like being in lessons, like learning about like layers of rock and like weather fronts and geography. I and like, these triangles. Just being like, this just really doesn't, yeah. this just, this all of this feels completely pointless for me. But yeah. you know, you kind of get through it. It's nuts though, isn't it? Because yeah, they don't give us the credit, us, here I am, a 40-year-old man, but <laughs> <laughs> they don't give kids the credit to have to make that decision, like, this really isn't for me. Yeah. Um, or even give them a chance to explore that. But, yeah, you're right, mm. you sit there, you just get through it, didn't you? I just, and especially when it, you know, we, our, our teachers weren't great. Like, they, they sort of just... It was just a case of getting through it in yeah, my mind. I was like, just, just getting getting yeah, yeah, beyond yeah, yeah. it, and then can we get you past this, Anna. Yeah. Just do this bit. We can get you through. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then art would come, and it was always like, you know, art was great, and that was obviously what I was well into. And then things like DT and like, I I, I try my best in textiles, but I was always into more the designy bit of textiles and DT and stuff. Yeah. Um, Did you finish school right then? You got your GCSEs. Yeah. Into school. Yeah, I got the I got my GCSEs, and then. I remember it got to a point where I was trying to decide A-levels and going to all the sixth forms. And again, just that feeling of like, all of this feels like a compromise, like having to kind of, having to find the best of the worst yeah. in this situation. Because I have to fit in somehow. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. trying to slot into this like academic yeah. system. That Which is, is what we're told, it's the only route. Yeah. You're not told another it one. It is the only route. And, yeah. I, and I remember like, I was like, they'd say, what do you want to do? And I'd say, I want to do drama textiles and art and English literature because you had to do one yeah, of the yeah, like yeah. English maths or science <clears throat> and they'd just go you can't do that and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, and I was like why and they're like because all the deadlines for those subjects because they're all creative subjects all of the deadlines are in like the same week so they're like basically yeah we were making it impossible for you to do what you want to do yeah. and then I remember just being like could I do history like really trying to rack my brains it's like how can I possibly make this a good situation? Yeah. And it was just feeling really like like trying to find the best of the worst, basically. What were you and into then, at the time? What were you was into I... music and like stuff? Bit of drama actually. I was yeah. doing acting you were, yeah. stuff then. Oh, okay. I was part of this really wicked little, really small like youth theatre where they we were all doing plays written by really young people. Oh amazing. Really like and I've actually never found anything like it since. And it's something that I really want to try and find. So that was something you got into when you were young and then managed to find this place to go and do this. So this was out of school. This was out of school, Wicked. yeah. None of it was in school. And it actually opened up a whole nother friendship group for me as well that yeah, I was I kind of part of. It was like this team. Of, we were all kind of quite weird and a bit sort of outcast people. And there was a lot of it was sort of um, impro and Wicked. it was totally not what I ever thought theatre was about. And I think I think it was my mum that managed to get me to do it because I was just didn't feel very fulfilled, I mm. think. I, I was ba It was basically just like art was everything. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. Let me be I started creative. doing the drama and then that, that brought out a bit more 
energy in me and a bit more like meeting yeah. other people more similar to How me. old were you? Do you remember? God, I think I must have been... 13, 14, 15? Yeah, sort kids. of like year 9 to 11. <clears throat> and, then, and then I did that until basically after I decided not to do A-levels in the end mm -hmm. and went and just did like a, a two-year national diploma in art and design, which oh, wow. was like just solid art for Richard. like two years. Yeah. Um, being part of that drama group though, man, that must, like you say, like having this outside friendship group, like yeah. completely different directions to what you it's see in so school, like, yeah. or the people you hang around with where you're from or whatever. Yeah, having And a, it was great. It was so, it was just a place where we were really encouraged to be just completely ridiculous. Where was it held? Did you remember? It was at the local like youth centre. Wicked. Yeah. So I love been, these places. It was I love so these great. Things. Yeah. And, this, and it was just and so <clears throat> and it was like this kind of ch space that would always be full of like there'd be the, just the other youth centre kids yeah, who yeah. would just come running in every now and then and like interrupt <laughs> everything. And then it was a skate park after our after our drama session. You finish session, at eight, all of a sudden These guys would in. suddenly come, start setting up these little ramps and then <laughs> five skaters yeah. would just swoop in at the end and it would start being that. And then on the weekends, it was like a venue for like... Um, Marvin's actually got a really good like um, music scene. Like weirdly, like loads of kind of reggae and stuff going oh, right, on there. It's a, um, some really big guy in like the Rastafarian like religion basically was used to live in Malvern. Okay. So like loads of there's like loads of sound systems come to Malvern. You know, and stuff that and name rings a bell for some on. reason. Yeah. yeah. Malvern. I don't know how I, I would have heard of it, but yeah. sound, when you say music, it is quite weirdly quite big for that, and it is a bit of a sort of hippie town, and there's like lots going on. So that was all, it was a venue on the weekends for that sort of thing. Just a great little hub of like, yeah, slightly like outcasty weird kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's wicked though that you found something like that, man. Because mm. you know we're we're chucked. The kids are chucked in the school. I just watched, my son's nineteen now. He's finished school and all that. And he's not at college anymore. He didn't do college. Yeah. But you know they tried to like beat him down for the choice he made of leaving, and I, I just said to them, no. I was like, look, praise him for making a decision. Like yeah. this whole time he's been in here and he isn't confident. Yeah. So and now he's making a confident decision. Let's boost that. But but and, like and, you say, you yeah, go out of school. And listening to kids as don't, well. Don't like, do it. The system's not set for it. I don't mean say they like the teachers. Yeah. It's not their fault. Yeah. Like the system's just not set for it. But it's that's why I love and I wish there should be millions of youth clubs across the country because mm. it is this out of school activity where a kid can be free and not have to stick to a curriculum, but are, are, but are still young enough to really just experience things yeah. and not really care about situations. And, and break out of that. Like, I think back to high school, and I actually feel like that's that hierarchy system, mm -hmm. I feel like that just is what you're just taught the rest of life is like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can fall into it, and that's you know, it. If you work in, like, an office or something, yeah. it must feel like being back at high school where there's, right, like, the it? big kids and the head teacher. Yeah, cool and the, kids and the fucking... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and when, you're, you, when you break out of that school system and you go to, like, something like a youth club or, like, some yeah. extracurricular thing that's nothing to do with yeah, that, yeah. that, like, system that you're set in, I yeah. think it's so healthy to, like, break out of that and... It's really important for yeah. the kids, man. It's really important. Because although you're not doing drama now that played a massive part in you understanding what freedom was like, yeah. and, and being free with creativity. And it, and it was, yeah, it was definitely something that... Yeah. Because we did so much impro and stuff, it was definitely something that got me like, creatively more confident. And actually, I'm, I want to go... I'm, it's something that's been missing from my life since I yeah. stopped doing it at age 18, and I miss it Well, if you haven't forgotten, so you definitely do it. 
Yeah, you well, definitely I, do. Yeah, you'll I'm find s- it again. I think and I so, will. So you say so you didn't do. You, so you went to college, but you didn't finish. Um, no, I did. I went to. I went to oh, sorry, like the art form. college. You went to the yeah. art college, yeah. yeah. I didn't did do. That. I met a guy. I met a guy at a party who I'm actually still friends with now, mm-hmm. and I remember chatting to him and being about. He was a year older than me, and he was like, "Well, I go to Hereford Art College," and he was like, "I was the same. I didn't want to. I decided not to do A levels. I went to Hereford Art College and did like this two year national diploma. So it's basically like a foundation year, yeah, but yeah. spread across two years Brilliant. instead." And I was like, "What's that?" And he was like, "Well." go to the open day Hereford Art College and I went and that that was like hands down the making of me now like absolutely I didn't actually make many friends and the the mates I made like a few of them have stuck around but really that was just like heaven just all day every day making everything we had like screen print studios we had like letterpress studios like work, wood workshops, plastic workshops. Everything. And we could just dip in and out whenever we wanted. Like it was totally self-initiated wow. projects. So if you had an idea, you could go to that space, yeah. produce it. Next idea over there, yeah. produce it. You ch- and like the tutors were like absolutely brilliant. Like they were basically just like yes to everything. And um, yeah, I still go back to that college now and do like Wicked. talks oh, there. Because, you did your talks. Mm, Amazing. Because right? that place just... Like I, I cannot help like, so much. Yeah, it was it was an amazing place, and I, it's actually weird since, like after I finished my degree, I kind of think back to my time at Hereford Art College, and I actually think that was way more valuable mm. than uni. Like that that was literally that. that was the, you could have you could have gone from there. Yeah, almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Without, I mean, the thing with uni was the people. That was what yeah. what I. Well, there's no regrets either for any choice made. There can't be any regrets because it's it's making of what you do now. But the point, you just kind of think at times, oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, and there's literally things that I discovered there when I was sort of 18 that just still inform everything I do now. And that was actually when I first found, like, typography and lettering. I I, I re-found my portfolio Mm -hmm. the other day from there. And I was looking back through and I found my first piece of like hand typography wow. and I was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, oh my God, it's terrible. But it was, that, that was, was that the, first point. That was the spark point. there, yeah. Yeah. They showed you something and you were like, oh. Yeah. And yeah. they, yeah, they definitely like, I mean, it was just the fact they said yes to everything. Yeah. For every single student, they were just like, yep, do it. And I was, I did my final piece for that was like painting on massive doors and I like weep. I did sort of big wheat paste drawings that combined with like a bit of spray and then just like total mixed media crazy stuff and then had to like all these cupboard doors I like stuck up on the wall and it was just this big mad like idea that they let me do. Exactly, yeah, you got to push it and push it and push it. And it wasn't about ticking boxes or explaining everything you'd done and they were just... Like very it's probably sporting. a lot about experience in those places. They really want to push experience. Mm. Like go and experience that, experience that, experience that, and see what you get out of it. Yeah, and and just like really looking at what personally every single student was into and mm. was good at. Like they, they, I feel like they very they didn't really put a huge amount of pressure on you, but mm. they more just gave you freedom to just... They, it sounds going. like they've got a fucking good system to mm. basically get what they need in order to get paperwork fulfilled, but then allow the students to do their thing. Yeah. They found a nice medium there. 
Yeah. Obviously weighing highly on the artist side, you seem so happy with it. Well, yeah, I think, like, I don't know, I think they know that what they're doing is is good as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And yeah. they are, it works. it's a good college, Brilliant. yeah. And so from there you went to Falmouth, yeah? Yeah, What yeah. did you do? I did illustration, actually. Okay. So Falmouth was my, one of my lowest, like, it, I didn't really want to go uh-huh. there, but I didn't, I applied for everywhere in London, uh-huh. didn't get in to any of the London ones, and I then had to pick between Falmouth and Bournemouth. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be rattled down into a little seaside town. Um, and because I grew up in like a small town, yeah, and I was like, I'm just gonna end up in another small town by the sea. And you know, you go to an open date and it's like 24 hours in a place. And yeah. I just remember thinking of Falmouth as like this, this little quaint tourist seaside town and being like, How on earth is this gonna work? Yeah, like How's this isn't gonna, gonna inspire years? me, what? like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, how can I? Yeah. What can I do in three years <laughs> in this tiny place? Yeah. And then, um, obviously, you get there anywhere small with yeah. an arts university just harbors like a, such a collaborative spirit. So electric. Yeah, and it's all sort of under underground. Like you kind of peel back the layers, it's not and in there's the all these little no, yeah, yeah, all these amazing little little bars and little kind of collectives and. It just meant that everyone knew everyone and everyone would just cross-collaborate and, like, yeah, loads of skaters there and, like, just a lot of, like, very sort of multidisciplinary, interested, self-motivated people. How soon did, people. did it take for you to find all that? Probably second year, I think. Was oh, when right. I, so was it hard, firstly, when you got there? I mean, I fell on my feet with, like, the people that I was sort of living with and no, stuff. Wicked. That's but the nice. first year was just kind of a lot of partying, really. Surprisingly in Falmouth, you can even manage that. Because that was the other thing with Falmouth was there was, I think the latest bar stayed open till about two in the morning. Uh, okay. So there was no like All massive nice, clubs no. or like anything. And to get anywhere else, you had to like get the train to like Plymouth or Truro or yeah. something. So basically, it was just a big house party scene. And All again, the time. there was a big like sound system kind of culture that Wicked. the best venue was the rugby club, which was like <laughs> up at the very top of like this massive hill up from town. And they would get this incredible sound systems yeah. like would come and, and play there and that was like the main yeah the main kind of partying Wicked. was all house parties and because there'd only be like there'd be like two house parties a weekend yeah and everyone would know about it so you'd be at the pub and be like oh have you heard there's a party up on Killigrew Street or whatever and be like oh yeah I'll see you there and you could like follow the hordes <laughs> up to like this one party and it was like Actually, a really amazing little scene there. That in sounds the end. lovely, man. Yeah, it was that good. Lovely. And how did the course go? The course, oh, it was, it was quite commercially focused, I suppose. Mm. Um, like really, really different to what I'd had at Hereford um, at college. It was just very like just suddenly slammed back into that really academic feeling This is how you can get into again. the industry. This is how you can get into an office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is how you can work for someone else. Yeah. Like, basically, this, <laughs> is, how you can, this <laughs> is how you can work yeah. for, like, an illustration yeah. agency. And big up to everyone who's passed that course and doing yeah. brilliantly, but for some people it ain't the same, it ain't right. But a lot yeah. of people, I just think... Like, Falmouth's amazing, but it, it's very traditional as well, mm. and it was... 
it was sort of like everyone was quite into like making zines and wanting to do nice. more like small publishing and like a lot of people were really into comics. Yeah. I got a bit into graphic novels and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, before I kind of hit on the sign writing thing, I was quite into graphic novels Make and sense. I wasn't interested in producing tiny illustrations to go in newspapers yeah. or, you know, designing like website headers or any, I just, that just didn't get me at all. I mean, oh, Everything we were doing was really small, like all these little <laughs> tiny, tiny thumbnails and things. And I just remember being like, this isn't right at all. And then realising that they were just gearing us up to basically work for someone else. Yeah. And I was like, in my head, I was just sort of like, you know, we're paying all this money and putting in three years of our lives into this thing. And we're just going to come out and then be back at the bottom of the pile again yeah. to well, then work up. And it yeah. just was a bit... And the whole idea, like in my mind, you should leave uni feeling like really pumped and ready to get out there and do something. Yeah, professionally. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've got your skills yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Get, to go out there into the world. And then rather than just like leaving and then basically be like begging at the feet of yeah. people. With a million with your, other students who've got the same-ish type of work. Because yeah. Kid Acne said the same. He, he talked about that and he's like, he had to leave... I think he left his illustration course because he felt a bit too boxed in and he just mm. didn't want to have this style that they were pushing. Yeah, that's it as well. A lot of places have basically an identity, mm. um, which is just only ever really to benefit them as a, as a... I think as well, like, now I'm just so aware of, like, universities and businesses. Which they is just, so fucked. It's, it's awful. It's the and worst thing yeah. could have ever happened to them. Yeah. The worst. And I, I actually, when I go back and do those talks at Hereford, I, now I always just say, basically, I just say, give it a few years before you go, if yeah. you decide to go at all. Yeah, yeah And right. I said, all your tutors are going to hate me for saying this, but yeah. I honestly want to just, about just it, man. have a real think. Because yeah. that rush from school, their time. college, you know, through to uni, people think you've got to do it and it's all one line before mm. you go out into the real world. No. Take a, finish college, take a break. Yeah. See what's out there. Think. You never know what you could get on. Yeah, and yeah. actually, like, some of the most, like, <clears throat> for, like some of the people who I know who've had, like, the best time at uni are the ones who waited. Mm. And the ones who just, like, spent a bit of time out in the world. I don't know, they were a chef for two years, they did whatever else for two years, yeah. and then suddenly hit the point where they're like, I'm desperate to get back into that yeah. system. I, I want to exactly learn. exactly what and... I want out of it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. rather than just trudging Focused. into it. I'm not saying everyone trudges into it, but, yeah, that whole... Oh, yeah. I've got to do this, I've got to tick this box. Yeah. Um, how did you finish, though? You finished well? Yeah, yeah, Richard. yeah. I can't you didn't remember waste what it. I got. Oh, I got, I think I got 2-1. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was It was the dissertation that just did my head in. <laughs> like, because I did that, because um, I did the National Diploma, I basically hadn't written an essay for, like, oh, of course. for, like, yeah. years. Five years and or something, up to I that point. I remember sitting in the lecture, we used to have the, like, sort of, this lecture hall thing and them telling it was like right this is a big dissertation lecture and I was like oh here we go and someone asking about like referencing like oh so in with the dissertation do we have to do Harvard referencing or Oxford referencing or what, whatever it is and I literally just this wash of fear of like <laughs> I don't even know what referencing <laughs> is and I was like oh my god this is going to be awful and the whole thing was torture and I oh actually my god. as well because it was such an old-fashioned uni like our, our you know I covered in my dissertation my dissertation subject was 
so great and I would love to like almost do it again now. Mm. It was looking at kind of, it was actually looking at sign writing and graffiti and the city and kind of that sort of ownership of public space yeah. and all of this sort of thing, like how they all link in, looking at... And the similarities of, and the differences. Yeah, yeah, and like possession over public space, basically. Yeah. And how we just are trying to get get a bit of a human touch yeah. in the world again and trying to explain that to someone who's basically just trying to get you to like look at classical paintings. Yeah. Like they just couldn't get their head around why I was even talking about something like graffiti or or signs. Like they couldn't, yeah. they literally couldn't get their head around benign, it. Benign, they would have thought. Benign, I don't like just dead. Just, just yeah. like, what, this is, that's just a functional thing. And graffiti yeah. is an eyesore, what on earth? Exactly. And not seeing exactly. the art in any of it, not yeah. seeing the thought processes or the, yeah. Yeah, they could not, they could not get their head around it. So I was basically on my own with it. Mm. And yeah, messed it up, but. But you got through. Yeah. And I'd actually quite like to reread it again. <laughs> be like, oh, that's <laughs> quite interesting. But, and yeah. so, so after you, you knew you didn't want to stay in Falmouth, then you finished. Uh, yeah. No, oh no, I was desperate to get out by, by the that end. Point, yeah, 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 absolutely. Party done. Finished the party. <sighs> yeah. Met loads and, of lovely people, yeah. but time to get back on the train. And it was it was beautiful. You know, we had so much lovely time with like we just go on big walks and stuff, and mm. it was it was amazing being so close to the sea. Mm. Um, but I just needed something more. Like I needed a, a bit of a buzz yeah. and I was just so ready to get out there. I was, yeah, third year was like well. a struggle. I was like, come yeah. on. But, um, so was that Bristol? Yeah. Yeah. What brought you to Bristol? Um, well, basically it's sort of, I wanted to go to a city, but I thought it would be stupid to head to London. So fresh. Mm-hmm out of uni and basically at that point I decided I was going to do sign writing so I kind of discovered sign writing in my third year yeah and by that point I took on a few little jobs in Falmouth um in my third year uh-huh. literally painted from like my student living room like big fascia panels like in Wicked. my living room sort Wicked. of like using enamels in that yeah Wicked. using one shot my first ever cans of one shot with like sublime green and emerald green lovely um on a black fascia with white and i and i remember doing that in the living room and picking up lots of little little chalkboard jobs and things like that and then i was like i basically decided i wanted to go freelance like self-employed straight away away. i just didn't i just couldn't see myself fitting Mm. into any other sort of system um and i was like right good place to start somewhere with a kind of a good community of creative people, not too big, but big enough that there's work. And Bristol was like fairly close to my hometown. It's sort of like, so Melvin is kind of in between Birmingham and Bristol. So it's like about an hour away. So I was like, it'd be nice to be close to home. Um, I had two other mates who wanted to move there as well. And I was just like, I think it it just felt like a good, had a bit of a buzz about it. It's a lovely place, man. It could support me a bit. It's at that point city. I was in. Yeah, yeah, it's it is an amazing city yeah. and the community there is just like in, insane. It's quite like Brighton. Brighton and Bristol and Yeah, because you were Brighton, weren't you, for I was a in while? Brighton for like ten years. Yeah. 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 And it was I, I wasn't looking for the same thing. I was actually escaping London, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I found, yeah, a 
community. Yeah, there. and a really supportive. Supportive and also like pushed my creativity, you know. And I think you're right, you know, if you came to London straight after uni, you would have been faced with rent and exactly. travel and yeah. f- feeding yourself. And before you know it, you're in a job. Exactly. Because you've just yeah, got to, yeah, yeah. you just need to survive as a human, never mind about trying to get a fucking sign right. Yeah, yeah. But, and, but Brighton did that for me. I got to Brighton and it, you know, within a year and a half, two years, it let me think so much where I couldn't think in London as a teenager. Yeah. Thought so, and all of a sudden I started a business and you're like, I could never have done this in London. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, couldn't, it couldn't have happened. It yeah. really gave me that space. And those cities are, they're brilliant for that shit. Yeah, they are. And, like, I think there's some little spirit as well about about Bristol, which kind of aligned a bit with the spirit that Falmouth had, mm-hmm. that sort of, like, collaborative... Wicked. Like, not not so, not so much, like, a competitive thing. It was no. just very much about, like, people wanted to work together yeah. and people were to get up it done. for pushing, pushing, yeah. you, pushing you up. And, yeah, the support that I found in that city was just like amazing. It was so, um, going there with, with nothing really. Yeah. I had, you know, just a few real like guardian angel characters who kind of saw something in me, I suppose. And it was, oh, that summer, that summer after finishing, I remember it so clearly cause it felt like about a year. It, it was just like being back in Malvern, but needing to be, in Bristol and like planning, plotting. Oh, so you went from Falmouth back home first. I had to go back home to yeah. get the funds together and, and get a plan and get ready. together. Yeah, wicked. But I had nothing in Bristol apart from I had a mate who was there studying there. Uh-huh. So I would, I was working in Malvern, like in a restaurant job. Just making money. Making money. Yep. Making enough money to go to Bristol on the weekends. Yep. Check stay it out. on her sofa. I had a bunch of flyers that I print that I'd printed out, like yeah. photocopied, you know, Hannah Hannah's sunny signs, sign writing, chalkboards, whatever. And I'd go and stay on her sofa in her little student house and just what I just, just walked around the city and like researched, handed out flyers, just went everywhere and everywhere I went to I'd be like, where else shall I go? <laughs> and then they'd tell me, Oh you Oh, try going around. The, oh, try go to. Did you go and see? Exactly like oh, and then this. I remember going to the Arnafini, the big um, gallery, uh-huh. and a guy just getting this map of Bristol out that they had, you know, the tourist information map of Bristol, and he just circled a bunch of places. Oh, amazing! Go to all these places. Went to all those places, and just just literally just got all over the city basically in in the time I had there. So all these weekend trips, you just. I just, well, I was just trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. get around basically, and then this, I just went to this one place and I handed in a flight, and I went in there because the sign was beautiful. Mm-hmm. They had this gorgeous hand painted sign. It was a place called the Gallimalfrey on mm-hmm. Gloucester Road. It's like a bar restaurant, and I went in and just went, you know, I'm going to be here soon. I'm doing sign writing, chalkboards, blah, blah, blah. and I never heard back from anywhere that I went into apart from the Gallimalfrey. They called me up like a few weeks later. Um, and James was like, do you want to come and do our chalkboards for us? And I was like, okay. And drove all the way down to Bristol, did like a day's work for them. I basically made like no money on it yeah. because I Petrol, spent loads of, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Materials, all that. I stayed at my mate's parents' house, but basically me and James just clicked and he sort of gave me a bit of time and 
you know, I sort of told him my story. I was like, I'm just trying to get a job here to be able to survive to do my sign writing stuff. And he offered me like a part-time waitressing position there to f- to, for me to be able to fund myself. Amazing. And he was like, look, you can just do all of our chalkboards from now on. Because every week they change their music yeah. listings. So he was like, you can do all of our boards, all of our sign writing, in-house sign writer and, a wait- and do waitressing. Yeah. So I was like, that will be just enough money for me to be able to live yeah. on a part-time waitressing wage with like a little bit of signage on the side. But I was just like, this is my only you got it, man. in. Yeah. And I remember, I remember sat, like sitting at the kitchen table with my mum and being like, can that actually work? Like literally adding up how much I'd earn and how much rent would be and being like, fuck, I could just about do it. Like it would just about get me through. Was it, it wasn't what you wanted to do though. But no. It, but it became, it's weird that, but it, it came and it's little... like, shit, this makes it possible. Yeah. It puts a maybe, it, it stops half my time. Yeah. But, not, it, but it makes it all possible now. Yeah, it was my only in. Exactly. And I was like, basically, yeah. if I just keep waiting around, what are you gonna I do? just don't know. And yeah. there's something quite magic as well when someone sees something You've got to take that in, advantage, in what man. you want yeah, to try yeah. and do. And I was like, I just had a real feeling that James was a good person to have met. And the galley, now I know mm-hmm. the galley just has the most amazing community around it. Brilliant. And lots of creative people coming in and out. And, you know, when you work on a bar, everyone knows you've got yep. your other thing. Yep. So every every lovely customer that would come in would be like, go on, what's your real thing? What's yeah. your actual, like... And then how's that going? Yeah. And then, oh, by the exactly. way, I told someone... And because all my signage was in, in the place I was portfolio working, I'd, they'd be like, what's your thing? And I'd be like, that, 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 that. And then, yeah, portfolio on the walls. Yeah, exactly. And James would let me do little pop-up um, sort of um, exhibitions in the gallery oh, space. Lovely, and from that, I built up enough of a client base to basically leave. I, you know, I worked at the galley for about a year, I think. Hmm. And then on the same day that I decided to hand in like, my notice there, they came to me and said, we think you need to go now. Like, we think you're ready. Amazing. And I was like, I was like, guys, you've got no idea. I was literally egging myself up all day. How am I going to do this? To, to yeah, tell yeah. you, and I was really scared. And <laughs> it was... The manager just take just took me to one side and was like, oh, "We think you should go now. Like, I think you're ready. I think you're oh, ready to go." And shit. I was like, "What yeah. an amazing place, man!" Yeah, it was a real. I, I mean, I cannot. And James is still there for me now. Like, whenever I go that's, back to Bristol, yeah. I catch up with him, and he's a real nurturer. Of but that's people. a real like. That's exactly what I was saying earlier about you know they paid that fifty quid in order for you to take this step now and work at X building or yeah. put this pitch together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that thing is just that's so special. And then mm. you didn't even have to say it. They were like, "I oh, know, look, she's done. Yeah, she's ready to step out." Exactly, exactly. That's beautiful. And man. I still oh, make that's time really for nice. them. That's made me yeah. feel lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. And it means now, like, whenever I, whenever people come to me with like questions or a bit of advice, mm. or if I see something in someone else, I'll always try and just push that little bit further to help them out. Because oh. if you felt that in your life, yeah. you will always you know want to give it back. It. Yeah. yeah, so much. You fully much. know the power of it. And I, I mean, I owe them like an incredible amount. Yeah. And um, yeah, still make time for them now. Like if I'm back Wicked. in Bristol, I'll like pop in and yeah. everyone's still, it's such a family there. That is lovely. But that, that <laughs> represents Bristol as a city yeah, yeah. as well. Like, like that's it. like, yeah. One example of how, the how way Bristol that is. place yeah, works. Yeah, that could have been XXX, could have been others. Yeah. And so you went and that was it, full time then? Yeah. 
Yeah, so full-time, I think within a year of finishing, or just over a year of finishing uni, I was full-time then. And, um, yeah, just, just getting around Bristol, really, and all the sort of little, lots of little towns around Bristol as well, Brilliant, like in the Cotswolds and stuff, because... They're all like gorgeous little yeah. historical. So you drive. You learnt to drive young yeah. because you're from a village. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wicked. Yeah, I was having to drive to college every day course, when I was yeah. when I was like eighteen. So because yeah. I grew up here, in, I didn't. Yeah, no, just I'm not from a thing. Drive. No, we're gonna fucking drive on forty now. And I'm like, for fuck on yeah, drive. Yeah, I know it's so funny. Like everyone I know who who grew up in London is like, or they've done like. A year of driving lessons about seven times and then never actually exactly. finished yeah. it or anything. And I'm like, so glad I got that done. That's wicked. When though, I was younger. It's such a tool. And especially, oh, like, again, it aided you being in Bristol to be able to say, oh, I can yeah. go check out these places. Oh, and it's like great fun getting, you know, shooting around all these yeah, little, yeah. you'd be down in Somerset or like, you know, on, you know, near Oxford yeah. and stuff, just driving around and actually. Like mapping my way around the country a little bit. Hannah, man, that sounds like, beautiful. There was a point when I was working away more than I was, yeah, like at living home. at home. Yeah. There was staying in travel lodges, working on <laughs> on like pub refurbishments, basically li- like travel lodges like around the country. Yeah, working on site with like all these like builders and like plumbers <laughs> and tilers and stuff, like. They were all my like yeah, yeah, my my powers. closest friends at that point. And then we'd get back to Bristol and be like, "What is my life becoming like? Where is it? Who, do I know anyone here? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like I haven't seen my housemates in like two weeks, but I've been hanging out with like Dave. Bob the Builder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was actually really fun. What? Um, um, where did you learn? Or maybe you don't you don't think you learned, but what? Where did you get the like the entrepreneurial spirit or like the hustler's spirit? Where does that come from? Like, where's the thought to think? God, I know it's obviously yeah. common sense to print flyers and go out and do that, but not everyone thinks yeah. to go and do that. Or they might design the flyer, stop. They might design and print it, but not yeah. put them out. The fact that you took all those steps and then made sure you were in Bristol every weekend yeah. hustling those flyers, do you know what that is? I think... Where you got it from? Like, I think I've just always... And I think, actually, I sort of discovered it when I was at... Again, going back to Hereford Art College, I've just always been quite happy on my own, actually just doing my own thing, and always kind of felt weirdly kind of confident. Yeah, just doing in it. it. Yeah, just getting on I, with it. I've never really felt. So you just knew, well, if I'm going to start this business. I'm with it. I just and logical, know I suppose. That it's the right thing. Yeah. You just knew this is, if I'm going to do this. This is probably the best way to do it. I'll photocopy these. Yeah. And go and put them out. Yeah, it's I know. really. It's, it's kind of weird thinking back to it because it does feel quite. Well, it, I tell you what's nice. It's it's we don't think of these skills we end but... we end up having. You don't think of that part. No. You think of yourself as an artist or a sign writer. Yet the whole at the same time you've been an entrepreneur, a hustler. You know you've had mm. to fucking juggle jobs to make a dream come true. Yeah. You don't think of all those skills and those things that we do in order to do to the thing we're trying you... to reach. No, I know. You know. And it's sometimes I do think back to then, and I was like, God, I was lit. I'd literally finish, so I'd be sign writing in the when I was working part time at the galley. I'd yeah. be sign writing all day, so in like on site by like or working on site. Oh, like, on site, yeah, starting yeah. on site by like eight in the morning, working through. Look at my clock and be like, right, five o'clock. I start work at six at the galley, 
goes straight from my site yeah. job to the galley with all my kit, <laughs> wash my hat, like get changed in the toilets, wash all my hands, and then work on the bar till like waitressing, and then on the bar till like midnight. Fucking hell. Then get back home, then be get back on site the next morning. And, and I honestly think back to that, and you know when you think back and you're like, how the yeah. fuck Where? did I hold that yeah. down? Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why they told me it was time to go because I was like smelling of white spirit, like <laughs> serving people food or something. But like, I, I know you just think back sometimes and you're like, I don't know how I did it. So, you have, got, have you got brothers and sisters? I've got a younger brother, younger yeah. Brother, yeah. yeah. Yes. But he's actually quite, he's similar, really, quite, quite a driven lad. And What do your parents do? My, actually, well, my mum. Sorry to push. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just trying to kind of describe... Well, my mum's done, like, a lot of different things, uh-huh. but she's actually got... She's a very driven person. Wicked. So you might have seen it in her and... Yeah, well, she always... She always sort of pushed me a bit as well. Yeah. Like, she... She could see something. And as well, I mean, they allowed me... You've got to think as well, they allowed me to do all these yeah. things. It would be very easy for a parent to be like... What you doing? You're not going to do A-levels. Yeah. Like, no. Why? Or, yeah, yeah. you know... They, even just for a lot of parents, won't even let their kids go into. The My mum's self-employed. She'd been self-employed forever, and it, yeah, she told yeah. me from young. You know, we were poor, but she told me from young the benefits of being that being self-employed and the freedom it gave. Amazing. That's yeah. exactly why I'm self-employed. Yeah. And became so so young. Yeah. It's just an inspiration. I don't know what to do, but yeah, just again, it's just like, oh, you what you're not. I didn't even do my GCSEs. Yeah. Like, so what you're not finishing school? She goes, what are you going to do? I'm going to paint. Go on then, I've got go to go then. to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it as well. Like, if she could see that that's what you're into, like, that's, yeah. what, that's what a parent should, or if they see something yeah. in their kid and that. And if they've got the time, for it. the time to, to, because a lot of parents obviously, life's just overwhelming. And I'm really lucky my mum, and like your mum, I suppose, just had the time to look and concentrate and see, oh, look what they're doing. All right, nurture that. All right, now mm. back to the bills, back to this, back to that, mm. back to the other, but still have that eye and yeah. allow you to... But yeah, my mum My mum was always self-employed Wicked. as well. That must have been part of the inspiration. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Just knowing how to do. And, that, you know, both my mum and my dad are quite... Well, they, they were quite free I, when I was very young. Well, like, before I was born, they were sort of living on the road a bit. And nice sort of various different jobs picked up here and there and did yeah. a lot of travelling. And then when I came along, like, they moved out of the van and got put in, like, a, a sort of council house. Uh-huh. And then from there, like... One just, the next. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Then, then we're back in sort of housing and stuff. And my dad... My dad actually dabbled in a bit of sign writing oh, wow. when he was younger. And it's funny, he used to write, you know... At, at primary school when kids have those book bags yeah. like those little like satchel yeah, things yeah yeah and then you've got a a little pe- a bit where you write your name on yeah, it yeah yeah my dad used to write my name and my brother's name on our book bags yeah. in the neatest handwriting possible <laughs> and it was one of those things at, at school the kids would be like oh my god that can't be done that, that's not no that's not real that's on the computer and it'd be like my dad's got the neatest handwriting and yeah, then, yeah, and then like, like I look back now brilliant. I'm like that's definitely an inspiration for me it's <laughs> like my dad's handwriting on my there's, these, there's, there's all these little things man like little they all tiny. play a part yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. Look, we can go through life without thinking any of them that's what I like talking about in this 
podcast really. Yeah. Just finding those little bits. The little strings. Yeah, that, yeah, because they really up. do. Like they mean something. Yeah. So that um going full time then as an yeah. artist, yeah. How long did you stay in Bristol doing that? I was in Bristol for three three years mm-hmm. in the end. Um and yeah, again, like Bristol's amazing, absolutely amazing, but in the three years I was there, I think it changed quite a lot. It started to get more popular, I suppose, and like a lot more and more and more people moving there and like Mm. having the most amazing bunches of friends. But Bristol Reach is a little bit of a, it's got a bit of a ceiling to it. Yeah, bright and similar. And like a lot of kind of Neverland adult, child, adult And if it can work for them and if it works that way, wicked. Mm. It doesn't fit everyone. And Brighton's just, exactly the same. Neverland yeah. to the end, which is brilliant. Yeah. And my and mates that can amazing. live that life, yeah. big up. Yeah. and But I just suddenly was like, I this is suddenly feeling I want to keep going. And you had more to give. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, had, I had more to give. And I tried directing my work in different ways mm-hmm. to try and get through that. But again, I just kept feeling like I was hitting this ceiling. Yeah. And um, and just some quite sad stuff like, you know, a lot of um, quite iconic like Bristol areas and things were changing mm. with... Gentrification. S- uh, and gentrification and well, my, my studio's nearly... Well, my studio's have gone now. Yeah. And they there was quite a horrible thing with my studios, basically getting the carpet getting whipped under our feet there by the landlord... For money. For money. Like, yeah. Hamilton House, one of the, like, most... In the heart of, of Stokes Croft. Mm. Um, the kind of... The first place where creatives... Stokes Croft used to be an absolute no-go area. Like, yeah, my mates yeah. who grew up in Bristol, like, you, you literally up. would not walk down Stokes Croft. Mm. You know, you'd just get mugged straight away. Or, like... What and even, yeah. even their parents, when they would... I used to live in Stokes Croft when I was in Bristol, and if, like one of their parents would come to pick them up or something, they'd be like, the fuck oh, is my this? God. What are you doing with them? Yeah, but, but, like, that... It's nothing like that now at all, and it wasn't really like that when I was living there, but, like... No, it's part of the, the folklore of the area. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And it, but now, Stokes Croft is just, like, absolute... Well, I mean, you know, you were just saying about people moving up there, man. I mean, I've, so I've been back in London 10 years now, 11 years since I came back, and a load of my mates, a load of my partner's mates, Bex's mates had started to move to Bristol and places mm. like that because London just got too expensive. And they, they, yeah. were all, they all wanted to be homeowners. Yeah, They couldn't yeah, buy homes yeah. here. And, yeah, so... But it's the fucking knock-on effect to this mm. awful capitalist fucking society we're living in. It's nuts. But that's why... I don't... Uh, I just... I know, and there isn't really a solution. I no, don't know... I, mean, look, I, I don't know I don't where need to sound going. all preachy about it. But, yeah, it's just... It's nuts. And that, but I know what you mean. It, you know... Mm. Gentrification's got to happen as well. It has to happen. You can't leave a place. Yeah. You can't. It's just a shame that people that were there can't stay. And, and you know, it, it's not just that, oh, it's artist studios that are going. It's like, there were, like, cha- there were like charities operating from there and, like, all these amazing yeah. things going on. And just Hamilton House was just a sim- such an amazing symbol of how something so shit can turn so amazing. Yeah, and inspire and so And to many. see it, I basically went through... The area I was living in getting grimmer and grimmer, like homelessness getting worse and worse and worse. More and more students flooding in, more and more people from London flooding in. 
all these amazing Bristol institutions just like basically getting completely mm. and I was just like I need to get out of here like mm. everything's just saying like no to mm. me right now and at like all while this is going on my work was starting to pull me more towards London anyway so that's like when I met you yeah I was still living in Bristol then but I was like getting tempted by here and spending more and more time working here yeah and I was sort of like so I did think you I could see this little window like did you just get kind of poached then in Bristol by people in London? Did you start looking for work down here as well? What was uh, it? That, do you remember that crossover? It was another another guardian angel person, um, a guy called Simon who works for like an interior design company, mm -hmm. um, Simple Simon Design, and they basically picked me up in Bristol and got me on all their jobs there. Wicked. They started getting more and more work in London with the pub company Fuller's. Oh, yeah? So... I was then their go-to for like Brilliant. all their Fuller's sites. And of course, Fuller's just have one on every corner in London. Yeah. So I was spending more and more time over here with them. And I also picked up a really lovely little handful of clients on Lower Clapton Road. Oh, yeah. Um, and they, they just sort of picked me up. And I can't remember how they found me now. Someone had recommended me. Uh -huh. And so I started to work for them, and I could just I could just start seeing the little there's a possibility stuff to do bubbling this under, yeah, and I was yeah. like, fuck okay, it, it's just the time, it's yeah. time to do it. Yeah. And I had enough money kind of under my belt from grafting quite a lot in Bristol, like enough to sort of set something up here, and some other mates who were kind of heading over here as well. And I just saw I just saw this little window of opportunity and thought, if I don't do it now. Mm. I will never do it, yeah. like, and it has to happen at some point. What am I going to lose? And yeah. just went well, it's the it, thing but... you can, you, you could have easily just said, "Wicked, I've got Bristol locked. I've got a living." Yeah, I could still be there now. You could be inside, deep down. You might want to do more, but you know what? Mm. I've got this covered, that covered, the other covered. Netflix. Yeah. Just chill. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I could yeah. be, you know, I could be very settled. Of there course, now and yeah, not yeah, having yeah, a great yeah. time, but. Just, I'm just not ready yeah, to yeah. do Wicked. that yet. <laughs> I don't know when I'll ever be ready to do that, but I was just just could see that next thing appearing on the horizon. I was like, it's nice knowing though. I'll go for it. It's nice knowing that you don't know what the end is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that, I don't yeah, know if yeah. I'm going to stay here. I don't know if I'm going to... I don't gonna... know if there'll ever be one, No, that's actually. wicked. That's lovely. Yeah, and being fine with that's even nicer. Yeah, you know, yeah. Not being worried about that. No, I just, I just think... <clears throat> For me, it's just like constantly seeing these little windows of, of opportunity yeah. like slotting into place. And if it's there, you've just got to... Yeah, if they cross up, if they line up it. well enough, you can jump across. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's Wicked. it. And you know if it's right. You've got this instinctive thing yeah. to be like, go for it. So um, but, um, yeah. moving to London, like, how did you mm. find the community here? Well, I, I mean, uh, the sign writing community mm. that existed here was a lot of the pull as well. And that that kind of that definitely made me feel much more at home mm. here quite quickly. So I think we did, we'd done one of the tactile exhibitions by the time I moved here. So how did you set up tactile? Tactile what? is set up with Jake, my mate Jake, uh -huh. who I so now show a studio with. But you were in Bristol setting up first, yeah? Yeah, oh, so the realize. first year of tactile was... So I met Jake at uni in, in my third year. Oh, wow, all the way in Falmouth. Yeah, oh, okay. so we've been working together now for... Years. Fucking hell, yeah. I didn't realise. Okay. Yeah. This so me and Jake, yeah. me and Jake actually did. Okay, so let's do a little rewind back yeah, to Falmouth. Yeah. So me and Jake met there, 
um, and he was just getting into sign writing. I just discovered it, and I was selling these little tiny letter tile plaques mm-hmm. at, at like this little art fair. And he sort of came up to me and picked one up and was like, "You're into sign writing," and I was like, "Yeah. Well, how do you even know what it is? Like, no one knows what it is." <laughs> and then he was like, "Have you heard of this book that's about to come? Up? No, this film that's about to come out, the sign painters film." Yeah. So this is I'm a baby bo- a baby boom sign painter's film yeah. sign painter like and basically he'd sort of discovered that as well then and we were both like yeah this film's about to come out blah, blah. and then he introduced me to his housemate Poppy who was also well into it and they were like how about we try and do a screening of it oh, amazing and we somehow pulled together an exhibition and did a film screening of the Sign Painters film. One of four screenings that happened in the country. Yeah, so I went to the London one. I yeah. didn't know there was... There was London and Leeds. Or there might have been two in London, and then one in Leeds and one in Falmouth, wow. and that was us. <laughs> and, we managed to... and that's just because of this little art stall interaction. Yeah. and we literally emailed the directors, yeah. like, oh, we want to put on an exhibition and do a film screening. And we crammed, we sold, I think we sold 80 tickets. Mm-hmm crammed into this old fish factory just outside of Falmouth and we did an exhibition with people from loads of different courses so graphics Mm -hmm. fine art and illustration and like I think we had 12 artists exhibit work and then we had did loads of prints painted all our own signs and put them all in and then we did the film screening as well how how quick did you do that round I think it must have been quite quick we did it in we did it in like the we did it in the spring and I think we started work on it in the like November or something. Okay, wicked. So it didn't it was quite quick. Yeah, and yeah. we were all doing it alongside our work. Yeah, as yeah, well. you're finishing uni. And we were like doing all these we were painting these little letters and then we'd scatter them around Falmouth and be like, if you find one of the letters you get a free ticket to Amazing. the Amazing. And love that. So that was that first feeling of like really finding a little community within sign writing and that's when me and Jake started working together Wicked. and we just clicked like finding someone who you can work with yeah. like that you just know when it's right yeah. and I remember even just stuff like you know I was all I normally I was used to the feeling of like working quite hard at something myself and other people maybe not putting in as much effort or yeah. whatever but with Jake, it would be like, right, we'll meet at nine tomorrow. And he'd be like, yep, I'll come pick you up at nine tomorrow. And we'll go and collect Whatever know, it 20 be. chairs yeah. from wherever to put in this bed. Like, he was just on it. Constantly the same... matching the energy. Exactly. You were both matching each other's energy. Exactly. That's lovely, man. And I'd never had that before. Yeah. Ever. It's hard to find. It's so rare I've been in this business it. 20 years. In... Have you found it? On and off. Yeah. And it was just something I just knew. I was I'm like, not cussing this anyone is... that has worked no. with me. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get you to try and dob you in. <laughs> no, and and then we basically just been working together ever since. Brilliant, and that, and so tactile came off. Jake went off travelling for a while. I was doing my thing in Bristol, uh-huh. and then when he came back, we met up. I think we met up weirdly. It was yeah. I was working in London one time on my birthday. Mm. I was on a. It was my birthday and I was staying... It was actually the same year of the... Um, there was some terrorist attack in London on that day, actually. Oh. 
on the but bridge. I remember it really it, yeah it was the it was in March it was the one I think it was the first bridge thing because yeah. we were meeting up near there and it was Jake was like oh god it might be a bit hard the car to one that. it would have been I think it was yeah, that one yeah Westminster Bridge yeah yeah that was yeah. the car one I'm just think, trying to think of time because it's been yeah 22nd yeah, of March yeah. yeah so it was my birthday and I was yeah. working in London all on my own and Jake was like oh I'm around and we went to the pub and then like most magic things happen over a bag of crisps and some pints at the pub and Lovely. we kind of put our heads together and we were like oh it'd be fun to do another thing again wouldn't it and we kind of came up at that time I'd just done a, um, a job for my friend for free actually um, up in Hackney and he'd it was sort of painting for his little pop-up shop mm -hmm. and he'd said to me in payment do you want you can have the shop for like five days instead Ooh. so I was like yeah great and, Perfect. you know, did him a nice sign. And then I was like, well, Jake, I've been given I've the opportunity space. to do yeah. something at this space. Um, and we were like, great. And then we went for a little site visit together. And um, Lewis, at that point, was halfway through refurbing this space himself. Mm -hmm. And one of the rooms was just full of ceramic tiles, like old ceramic tiles from, like, the bathroom. Mm and they were just all stacked up in the corner going spare. Ready for nothing. And yeah. we somehow came up with this like madcap idea to like use the tiles. So that's literally how the whole tactile thing came about, was just like <laughs> a some stack of old tiles <laughs> in the corner of like Let's do a show with space. And so that was the first tactile, was 2017. And then who was in that? Um, is that people like your friends, people you knew? It was mostly people we knew through Instagram, actually. Richard. So at that point, I'd been to a few little letterheads meets and uh -huh. stuff. No, I hadn't been to a letterheads meet, but I'd been to a. F I think I'd been to one of Joby Carter's little ones at his okay. place, and that's actually where I met Chris. So I think that's when I met you. Was that? Soon after that, I think. Yeah. Was when we first met because I think I remember you telling me now about JB Carter. I think yeah. you just finished I'd that. I just done my that. course yeah, with him, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where you just come so from. So that's kind of where I trained was a big ten. And so day. Chris was there. Chris, that's where I met. Yeah. And Chris, the same course. Signs. Oh no, Chris oh. was at the meet. So Joby oh, does right. these little meets at his yard. Okay. And I met um, Simon. Do you know? Um, oh God, I can't remember what he used to write. A-plum signs. Okay, probably wouldn't want his write his name out there. I can't remember what... Um, A1 signs, did you say? A-plum? A, A. I know the name. Yeah. I don't know the person. I can't remember his second name. But Andy knows him. Okay. But Simon... I met Simon and Chris there. And then I met a few other sign folk, like... Um, Joe Coleman and Mia Warner and stuff, and a few of my songwriting heroes as well, to be like, whoa. And then, so we invited a few people from there, and just a few people who we knew through Wicked. Instagram. Wicked, so, eh? this is my costume, boys. We asked if Wicked. they wanted to do one, and they did. But it was mostly me and Jake painting tiles at that one, and then we had a little guest painter's wall. Okay. But that that was the tactile that where Chris really like came into my life, because he. He contributed a tile and then he hung out. I think he hung out on like the setup day. Well, he came in person to drop off his tile, and then he just didn't really leave. Like he sort of just like came came for the opening, and then 
we were like, just come along tomorrow and come paint with us because it's some kind of an open studio vibe. Mm. So then he just came down and painted with us then. And then we were painting on all the windows and he then kind of became... Part of it. Yeah, we were sort of a little trio after that. Me, him and Jake. And then, and then the job comes in and it's like, oh, we could get Chris on it. Yeah. Well, Jake and Chris at that point were working like all the time on jobs together. Oh, wicked. So like Jake was starting to get a lot of work coming in and him and Chris would just stand up on these ridiculous jobs together, like mm. crazy night shift work and them having to paint the top of a huge, great big like oil tanker and like they were little partners in crime yeah. and then we started going to the letterhead stuff together. and But that was like... So that was, yeah, that was before I actually lived here. But I think that opening up of yeah. the sign community just made me just go... I can go. Oh, my God, I need to get yeah. around these people more. Yeah. Like, And especially when so you start inspiring. experiencing... Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, mm. yeah, I know that feeling. Just like, lovely. I, yeah, in Bristol, I was a bit of a lone wolf with what I was doing. There was no one but else was really kind doing of, it. But it was kind of similar to when you first turned up in Bristol, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you found it again yeah, in yeah, London. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 That yeah. reminded me of when I turned up in Brighton. It, I turned up in Brighton and all of a sudden found this thing. Mm. But yeah, no, it and, sounds And again, these little guardian angels start yeah. popping up around you. Yeah. Like, and yeah, so I could just suddenly see this opportunity for London to work. And I had like people, you know, like a little community starting to bubble up here. Mm. And I was like, it's just time. It's just so time that first tactile show. Just a small wall of different artists, but predominantly you and... Most, yeah, mostly yeah, and me Jake. and Jake. And then we'd be painting. We were sort of painting from the space. Um, people would come in and, like, commission. Oh, I want that design, Lovely, but a man. letter of T or something. Yeah. And even then, like, just the people that came in and got chatting to us and... Yeah, it really, it really opened up. It's a lovely way, man. Lovely opened five days, man, can do a lot. Yeah. Five days of a shop front. Well, yeah, you, you can, can do so part. much. You can, man, you really can. And it, it started something. It's not to be sniffed at. Yeah, it really did. And it was, you know, obviously on Hackney Road, just a good yeah, good street, lots of interesting characters. And, um, yeah, I remember coming back. And I, at that point, I was sort of... I stayed on Jake's, again, staying on friends' floors. <laughs> <laughs> so on Jake's floor, Jake let me stay at his. He was living in, like, a warehouse in Elephant Castle with his mates, one of which is like a t-shirt screen printer. And we were all just like piled in at this place. And I stayed there for two weeks and I remember leaving. And I just got my van at that point. Mm. But I bought my, my first time driving that van was driving it all the way to London. I remember driving wow. over London Bridge in my new little van being like, fucking hell, I'm about to do an exhibition. <laughs> in London in this little van you know when you get those little moments yeah, yeah. I just remember bowling over you picture the yourself bridge, all like, of a sudden this man. is crazy yeah, yeah. look what I am what um, the fuck yeah it's just too yeah. much all of a sudden it's zzzz, yeah, it's yeah, yeah day, exactly like, who the fuck am I yeah. Yeah. oh don't crash <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love but that. um yeah that was kind of felt like a big starting of something and it's just everything since then has just been like snowballing mm. I honestly feel like since that point um, so did you like you and Jake then did you you built a team and you moved here then because there's now a team of you yeah yeah, yeah. so that <coughs> Alphabet's Anonymous was not set a team up... of Hannah's sorry <laughs> <laughs> just a, a mini move yeah. no um, 
we well, Alphabet's Anonymous was set up by Chris, mm-hmm. so we we sort of ended up gelling into this little gang of like yeah of us, and that it was tactile that sort of nurtured that because we invited people back yeah. on the second year we did it. We invited people back and we did the whole guest painters thing, but this time they were painting on the windows. So they would paint a piece. It was really, it was actually a lovely idea. Now we're planning the fourth one. We're looking back on all the previous years and I think that's my favourite was, we gave them total free reign. It was like, you design it. You've got a day to paint it. It will be up for two days and then we scrape it all off Mm -hmm. and the next artist comes on. And it was sort of rotating these two windows. Lovely. And we got Mia... Jay, Chris, uh, another guy called... So two Archies, we got to do it. Um, And Nathan. And basically, Archie Proudfoot sort of is doing his own thing now. Amazing work. But, like, the five of us, like, Mia, Archie, Jay, Chris, Nathan, and then me and Jake, we all just kind of became this little gang mm. and we again that slight slotting in feeling of yeah. just being like we're all on the same level with this this works all on a similar skill level too actually yeah. and could collaborate easily yeah give each other ideas and and all kind of been in the game for about like three years uh-huh. at that point so Lovely. we were all quite a nice skill level and obviously at that point me jake and chris were like really tight yeah. and a little crew and then you know, Chris held like a big paint jam at his studio. And we all piled in, and again, like us I, five. I saw just... that. I came. That, that, um... Did you come? Down no, I didn't come when you were doing it. But I've been and seen it. Oh, really? Amazing. Got photos and everything. Really? Yeah. Gorgeous. The, yeah, there was the, the Bills, Bills, Bills. Yeah, Bills. Yeah, Bills. I saw it all. It was brilliant, man. Yeah. I was like, it was a bit of a shock. Really? I just turned the corner. Like, oh my yeah. god, this is where it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, amazing. It's so good to see. Yeah, oh, that's that's special. Yeah, I love yeah. finding things like that. Because you did that, because it was just your little crew thing. It wasn't yeah. for anything. And oh, no. I know you've done a few of those types of things. And it yeah. like, to find it was beautiful. That's, that is literally what it's... That's what's so special about our little community, is that yeah. we just do it for fun. Yeah. And we just love each other all to bits. And yeah. we just want to... If we could just paint for free all the time, Time we would, exactly, but we don't tell the clients that. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, yeah, and then it was really soon after the second tactile that Chris set up Alphabetics Anonymous, and he just was like, he was going through one of his like super whirlwind moments of Mm -hmm. like big inspiration point, and like he just pulled off that big paint jam, which I was so proud of him for. Mm. for pulling that off because he really put so much work into it and yeah he'd gone for a bit of a low point and then he pulled that off and it was just like such a great thing and then off the back of that Alphabet Anonymous kind of grew out of it and um and yeah then things sort of changed a bit with Chris's situation and he basically dropped out a little bit but kind of gave us all the passwords and the keys to the castle, essentially, of, like, keeping Alphabet Anonymous Keep running. Yeah. Sent us all the logos, gave us all the passwords and sort of disappeared a bit. Mm. And then we just kept running with it. And, yeah, the rest is history, really. The um, What type of clients have you had, then, over the years? Like, is it a big mix of what, clients? me personally? No, yeah. like, for Alphabet Anonymous, sorry. Like, I mean, it's... A lot of it 
a lot of the painting that we have done is for letterheads events. So uh -huh. often there's like a big mural, you know, that yeah. goes into the venue for letterheads. Mm -hmm. The first year we did that was for the London letterheads, which was, again, that... 2018 that mm. one year where like seems like everything happened <laughs> in 2018 yeah. but like that was the first time we got asked to do like a big mural at the letterheads which was like really scary because the founders of the letterheads were like attending that one and it was quite a big yeah. thing we were like you mean we need to paint a massive sign for like hundreds of other sign rights from all over the world to look at. Great. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. like, in like the Oxo Tower oh, building shit. in central London, we were just like, oh my God. But we did it and it was great fun and it worked. So, yeah. But we basically, we paint a lot for Letterheads events. And then Sam Roberts, who runs Better Letters, yeah. um, he kind of ran that London Letterhead. So he got us to do that piece. And now we're at the moment we're working with him a lot Wicked. on some projects. He's pushing a lot our way. Did he which do the is book? Great. Did he do the ghost signs book? Yes. Yeah. 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 Whole, so and then he's done the Indian type one as well. Yeah. Yeah. I met him. I met him at the film actually, and I bought those two books. Oh, he's. But I met him at that filming. Yeah. Yeah. He was he's a lovely a, guy. He is a very special person. Yeah, like, we have a lot to thank him for. Like, yeah. he's one of those amazing people. That's yeah. he's not a sign writer, no. but he can organise sign writers. Yeah and can see what, where we need to be going. You could tell his heart him. was right, man, when I met him. When I, oh, and then you would get my, on so well, well my with friend him. said to me, he's, uh, we were chatting, and I think I said something, I don't know, I didn't know and, he was like, and then my mate goes, no, no, he's not a sign writer. And I'm like, oh, no. shit, this is love. And he was like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, Sam amazing. Is, like, Sam is just books, passion and, yeah, yeah. and knowledge and, and an obsessive mm. researcher and... Just a lot of passion. He's an amazing, an amazing Wicked. person. Oh, that's good to know. Man. Yeah, you good should to know you definitely. You you're quite similar in that that thing of again nurturing and seeing the potential in people Wicked. and bringing them up and and what. Yeah, I think we need to try and get you in the same room again. Yeah, I haven't met him again apart from that one time, but I didn't yeah. forget him when you just said that name. Yeah, but um, yeah, Sam's a Sam's a real like another one of those guardian angel people. Yeah. But um, yeah. And so you're working towards. Another tactile show for this year. We are, yeah, Wicked. like really early stages. And what do you, where do you do? What's the venues? Do you just pick different venues for them, or? Well, we've been really lucky. The first two years were kind of mutual friends, friends and mutual friends who ended up giving us the spaces uh -huh. for free or as part of a trade. Yeah. Last year we rented a space, and that didn't go quite as well. Yeah. Because it changes the dynamics just, of it all. It does and. We were so lucky. The first year with, with working with Lewis, you know, he just got it and mm. he was so supportive and he brought so much to it. The second year at Blue Shop Cottage in Camberwell, Oki, um, who runs that space, just gave so much heart mm, to lovely. it and brought so much attention to it and really pushed it. And, we, you know, we still work with her now. Um, and she, the East Dulwich mural was off the back of meeting her. Oh, I love that painting. She's a real, yeah, absolute gem. And then we rented a space last year and it just didn't have that, that natural buzz and flow to it all. Was, 
there was something missing. Well, there's a layer of paperwork has gone into it, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Which, again, just then adds like financial pressure onto the whole event. Changes the and whole. And it becomes yeah. a commercial thing where you need to make a certain amount yeah, of money. Yeah. And we were just like. I mean, like, just, obviously, ideally, you wish mm, you could just spend money and do it, but that isn't the case. Yeah. I mean, we we ended up. I don't know, last year was a lot. We put a lot of time and energy into it. Let me see if I can help this it. year. I might be able to help you. <gasps> I might be able to point you in a couple of directions. Yeah, if not I mean, to quite this space, but if I can probably point you a couple of directions. At this point, we are just kind of brainstorming, and we—it's funny because what we can do with—we want to change it every year a little yeah. bit, and what we can do depends so much on the space. Yeah, we're like, can we host events from there? Can we host workshops from yeah. there? How long is it How there for? can the guest yeah. painters contribute? Do we do the windows again? Like all these little things then What's depend available? on the venue, yeah. but then the venue depends on what we're doing mm. as well. So it. But yeah, any little pointers at this yeah, at this stage, we're just kind of like we'd like to putting do one. out feelers. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but hopefully it will land around like early summer okay. time. Okay. Um, yeah, we'd, we've just started putting days in for that. Yeah. Last year was so time consuming that we actually just couldn't even say the word tactile for like months. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think. I think it got to the point in like September where we were still clearing up admin for it. Oh my god! And we fin we kind of drew a line under it and like posted the last tile out to someone, and we just were like, let's not even touch it. Yeah. I can't even look at any photos. Let's just leave it. And then I said to Jake at New Year's, I was like. I think I'm ready again. <laughs> I think I'm ready. And then he was like, no! Don't then, say it. And then a week later, he was like, yeah, I think I'm ready as well. Wicked. And like now we've just started that ball rolling again, Wicked. setting aside days for it, and it just feels really fresh and exciting again. I mean, yeah, look, if you can do it how you, without, you know, without it becoming a massive paperwork issue and, you know, concern and money, yeah. it adds to... We just want to find that extra, you know, it's like if you can work with someone, if you can... Rent it's a space so from possible. someone who can like contribute. Yeah. It's just another little strain of mm. excitement to the whole thing. Well, it also it builds community. Yeah, exactly. It builds community, exactly. and it lets like just even you just saying there, you know, Lewis and Ock. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just just hearing about those two people makes you feel better about London. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so if you're out there trying to push that and promote that, it's not you're not trying to get, you're just trying to promote this. Yeah. Hey, look, we can do this together. We don't Oh, yeah. you know, Oki says all the time as well, she's like, You you guys brought so much to my business oh, too. And like brilliant. It's not just us about us taking, no, it's no, about no. us all sharing yeah, this exactly. like, little sort yeah. of I loved I love that you're out there trying to plant that. Yeah. I haven't experienced it before and then still trying to push that. It's brilliant. I love that. It's just, it, it, you know, it keeps everything moving and growing and keeps the ball rolling. Yeah. And, you know, every every single time we do a tactile, we come out of it just like, our minds are just blown by how generous people are with their time, how supportive mm. people are. And it just makes you want to keep giving it back. Yeah. You know, every every year we do, we're like, how can we make it better? How can we push it? And it's a fine line, though, isn't it? Like we were saying earlier about work, and like I think it's so integral that we do think of this free time in our working years. Do you know what I mean? This mm. time where we're just painting for painting's sake. Yeah. Because we can get so yeah. caught up. Oh, totally. It keeps and what it, it really does healthy. for the year, you know. I hope to be as busy as I was last year. This year, but 
I'm really looking forward to breaking the time a bit so I do get to mm. just produce yeah. like I've been doing this month. Just, it's, it's so important to do yeah. it. It keeps it, you know, it keeps it a passion. It's, well, it's like exercising than... a muscle as well, I suppose, because if you don't yeah. do it, you all, I mean, like, I ran my business, I've been doing this agency thing for nearly 10 years. I haven't really painted any art and I lost the muscle. Yeah. I, I was just, I was a service and yeah. I was getting other people to be a service and I wasn't doing anything. And it was like losing my muscle. Yeah, I couldn't pick yeah. it up anymore. It's so interesting, isn't and it? So you, it is it, like a muscle. It's yeah, like you've flexing. got to keep working. Otherwise, it would just mm. forget it. And, and I think that happens to a lot of people, and understandably so. Like, I haven't got a mortgage. I live on a narrow boat. Like, I'm, I'm living a really nice life. Like, Wicked. My life isn't too expensive. Yeah. So I can now start to entertain these thoughts and give myself some time. Because it is hard yeah. out there. But, yeah, working that muscle... Like, now I'm... I'm worried that I've built that muscle too strong that I don't yeah, want to go back yeah, to that. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm sure the next tax bill will probably state, no, yeah. you better go and make that money. Yeah. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah, actually, stop paying. Pop them. the bubble. Yeah. No, I think oh, it is so important. I mean, it is, that's why we do all of the, like, paint jams and stuff yeah. as well, because it keeps you learning. It does, yeah. It inspires you, like, put, like put, puts that little battery up your bum, like, all yeah. of that type of stuff is brilliant. It keeps you developing new mm. skills and stuff too, because... We do. We can only really learn from each other. Like within this, within sign writing, we can only mm. really learn from each Definitely. other. There isn't and anything else out there, to be honest, is no. there? No, you've got to learn from each so other. So, like, watch the more that we can be like, oh god. So, yeah. do you want to try out my brush? Like these yeah. new brushes I bought in the other day, or like, oh, I found this amazing book. I'll bring it along to the meet yeah. next try week. This paint. Yeah. We literally just we're constantly having a conversation about mm. what we're trying now and what we're doing next. Lovely, and man. It's a permanent thing. Yeah. And, like, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to book out, trying to book out one day a week. I say this, it's, it's never going to happen. Probably go to a month. <laughs> trying to, yeah. <laughs> like, an afternoon, like, an evening a month or Just something. Just give me two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm, like, trying to actually practice as yeah, well. Yeah. And not just turning up on site and having to just do it like well that's what I mean about the art thing I think I've got to a point where I'm like everyone else as well because I work I'm a I'm a curator predominantly Mm. right and so I've been working with these ex same artists for years and all of a sudden I'm watching them get better and better and better and I'm like Dude, you can't you can't chuck anything in anymore. Yeah. Your shit's 2006. What are you yeah. doing? Like, yeah. yeah, and so yeah, you're right. You've got to find that time. You've got, got to practice. You've got to keep going. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Get better. Because you can really happily just sit doing what you're doing, but you get lazy and you pick mm. up bad habits. And you know, all it takes is like looking over someone's shoulder and watching them do something. Mm. And then you're just like, can I have a go? Yeah. And then you you can stumble upon a whole new... Completely. ...like, style or, like, borrowing a book from someone and you just suddenly your mind's blown yeah. and you've got a whole other thing going on and... I never wanted yeah. to touch any of this paint and I never had any aspiration to do so until I did Ace Hotel and I got Harry Fieber on that job. That's where I first really... That's where I built my relationship with Harry. Me and Harry are, like, best mates. Now. Yeah. But watching him with that fucking brush... And then just seeing this long hair Got just you. fold down the wall and you drag this paint, I'm like, I've never seen anything magic. like that. Magic. Like yeah. And it literally was magic. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was watching, the control. And I was like, that, look, that was too... I don't even know when that was, but it was a very long time ago. Yeah. It was 13, maybe. And I couldn't control that brush. It took me so long. Mm. But I'm so, it was that. You just see this bit and you're like... Oh. Yeah. And it, it's still 
gets me. Like, yeah, when I, fully. I do it every single day, but watching someone else do it yeah, yeah, is yeah. a whole different experience. Like, yeah, it's still magic. Yeah, I think I magic. need to, I actually need to push my socialising skills because I don't. You've come and to I need, some meets I've and got stuff. to come to some meets and Honestly, watch people Honestly, it's fucking magic. Yeah. And I think I must annoy Harry because... Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing now, Hal? Yeah, what yeah. are you doing? How can I come to yours? Do you feel like I can see that? It's like, I can't find some other friends. Fuck's sake. Yeah. It's <laughs> all <laughs> good, no time. <laughs> <laughs> all take, no give. Mm. No, you should come because as I'd well, to, just yeah. everyone's just fucking lovely. Mm. Like, so down to earth and so lovely. Like... It blows my mind that even these older guys who've been doing it for, like, their whole life, mm. they've been doing it for, like, 30 years, yeah. and they'll still look over your shoulder and be like, that's sick. And you're like, oh, no, I can't even paint around you because you're too good. <laughs> I didn't know but you like, were there. My hand's shaking Yeah, exactly. Now. Like, oh, yeah. God. But everyone is just well into it. And yeah. you meet, you know, at the London Letterheads, hearing the guys who set up the Letterheads talk about it, and they have still got that fire in their belly that they had when they were, like, 18 and they were apprenticing and yeah. they did their first... You know, they'd all go round to each other's houses and, like, smoke some weed and, like, do loads of painting that wasn't what they were learning on their courses <laughs> yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it's exactly the same as, like, what we all do when we all get together yeah. over some beers and, like, just, just have a bit of fun um, with it. And Creative culture. Like, it's, you know, yeah. like when it steps away from the work, from, like... When you get to that level where it steps away from it, oh, it's beautiful. Right? It is. That's where. That's when the magic stuff happens. Yeah, definitely. I think. Definitely. Um, yeah, we're so lucky to have it. Like, I just sometimes I forget that it's not in everyone's life. Well, like you said, like you, Jake coming up to you and you saying, "What you know about sign writing?" Like, mm. it's still a lot like that. I mean, you like me go out and try and sell this work. You know what I mean? I try yeah. and sell hand painted work. Like, I want if I'm doing an interior of a building, I want all the wayfinding to be hand painted. Yeah, I want yeah. every. Like, why? Why would you do that? I'm like, because I want your people to feel good. Yeah, <laughs> it's some little. It's so hard to describe, though, isn't it, to people. There's always that funny thing when someone asks you what you do and you go, I'm a sign painter, and they kind of go, what, what? what is that? Yeah. Like, I paint signs, and then they still look at you like, still don't Well, all they're thinking you. of is, that's worthless, what you want about. Yeah. The benign thing, like I mentioned earlier, like, why, they're, it's a sign. It's a sign. Because it's so mundane, it's they painted, think. yeah. yeah. Well, they, they just, just they just think sign, and they think a mundane thing. They don't understand mm, the power of it. And the, yeah, there's a huge amount of power. Ma- massive power. It, it's so, there's so much power in a sign... It disappears. Yeah. The power is dis- yeah. it's so powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes obsolete. This but. is it. And it's it's the biggest compliment is when someone says to me, it looks like it's always been there. Oh, lovely. If someone says, oh, like, oh, it looks like a stencil, I'm like, <laughs> go away. Out. <laughs> but if they go, it looks like it's always been there, then yeah. I'm like, job done. Yeah. Job done. And you're right. It needs a good sign, needs to just not. Said it just needs to be obeyed, like yeah. someone just does what it tells yeah, them and it, to it do. Yeah, it does its automatic job. And mm. I mean, like, I tell people, like, you know, if a client says to me, Well, look, it, the vinyl option though is just cheaper, and I say, Listen, mate, you're, one of your colleagues is going to walk down this corridor really pissed off and stressed and worried that they fucked up on their paperwork, <laughs> and then they're going to see a slight wobble in this number four, yeah, and they're going to feel normal, yeah, and they're going to feel f- and they'll carry on down the that's corridor so knowing that they nice. can fix it. I love I that. I said, if they just saw a static four that's cut out of vinyl and stuck to them, it's not going to affect them at all. No. There's no inspiration in it, nothing. 
So just a little wobble, a little yeah. bit of... Yeah. And they were like, oh, and I've sold it so many times with that's that iron, actually. It's a good line to use. Very good. Because yeah. that's, that's how yeah, powerful I, like I think that. it is. It's just the slightest bit. Obviously, mm. we're all perfecting. We want, and I want all the people that work with me to get that perfect line. Mm. I, don't, I want you to be shocked that it's hand-painted. Yeah. But it's just those tiny bits, man, that just show you, and you're like, I just think it just, yeah, it shows humanity. That's so just, yeah, humanity. That, that's what I always say yeah. as well. It's just, what is it, someone... It was actually the guy who has like the big workshop opposite where my old studio, uh-huh. Waring Street. Um, he said the nat- he said the word the natural charm of sign writing, okay. and that the, that word natural charm like I need to that when I repaint my van I'm going to put that on there. The natural charm of a hand painted sign, and that's what it is. It's, Those two words, it's perfect effortless, for it. isn't it? Perfect natural, natural charm, charm. Exactly so sweet. It. Yeah, and it is, and it is just. It's like a just kind of undefinable, yeah. just like very natural, just beautiful. It's just something very natural and very beautiful that that is kind of almost unnoticeable. I actually told it's lovely. I'm pitching for some work in in New York at the minute, and uh, I just said <clears throat> some new studios and part of it's they've got a YouTube channel, so you can see one of the walls in the studio. Mm. They've got the word is the name of the show, and I was like. Look, just for instance, this. I said, you need to put some respect on that. What you've got up is this, and I'm basically telling them, I didn't say it, something, it's just disgusting. It's mm. just horrible, machine cut lettering, brown, on the wall, boring as fuck. And I said, yeah. that's your business. Put some respect on yeah. it, man. Give it some fucking some gold gilding and like some, yeah. yeah, it needs something. Yeah. You can't just yeah. have your company name, your, your uh, a saying, like your mantra. What? And yeah. you're going to show people that. Like, yeah. man, put some fucking respect on yeah, those letters, yeah, man. Yeah, and have, yeah. it's almost like having some faith in yourself. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Com- like, um, that's actually something that Sam Roberts often talks about. Yeah. We, we did, like, a panel discussion for one of the tactile years, and I brought up um, ghost signs, and when, when a client asks you to do a faded ghost sign. Yeah. Bit weird territory. Yeah. And I said to sort of pitch that to the panel I was like what, how do you guys feel about that what does that sort of bring up and Sam said Sam said he always says to his to people when they ask for a ghost sign how about we paint you a fresh sign and you have enough faith in your business that it will last in, in long enough that it becomes a ghost sign and I was like that hits the nail on the head give your business some pride I mean, and some faith it's and one of those things it. it's one of them ones you've got to be careful who you say it to yeah but and it doesn't a, really apply, but it's, no, a, but it's, it's a bit of a, a clincher. It helps the client understand the pride in their... No, switch back. Put some fucking... Have some balls, man. Yeah. Believe in yourself. Yeah, have some faith in yeah, what you're go doing. go with it. That's really powerful. Because I do, think that's, I do think that's why people... It's part of the problem. People don't really have... Mm. And as well, like, you, you know, people will get, like, a lease on a, on a shop for mm. four years and they, they think, well... Will, will my rent get jacked up after that? Will I even be able to afford it? The building go. Yeah, will the building go? Will we have to move? Like, people actually don't have a long-term vision for mm. what they're doing in life anymore. Like, well, you can't, man. And, I mean, no, the other thing about it feeling... It is a different Feeling industry. prideful whilst having social media is a hard thing mm. because you could be at home when you're in your studio painting away and then you look at social media and you think, oh, I'm awful. <laughs> I'm really bad at this, but I'm really shit. Yeah, <laughs> and that yeah. and that happens in so and many ways. Business owners, artists, mm, musicians. Mm. Yeah, we're living in a weird world for that 
no. for that, like, and as and just that, Have some that pride thing in of it, like though. knowing that believe in yourself. You're the only person. You know, there was probably back in the day you weren't aware of everyone else no. who was doing the same thing as you. Thank God. But that would have been yeah, bliss. just be blissfully like, yeah, I'm going to set up a whatever business here and I'm going to have a lovely sign painted yeah. for it and it will be there for 20 years. And But that's I think that's, it's kind of nice, anymore. though, about the type of business you've chosen and the, the world you've gone into because it isn't the most shouty. I know we're, I know oh, we're now yeah. in a world where we've all got Instagram and I follow all those people you've just spoken about. Yeah. But it it isn't about it. It's about the jams. Yeah. Do you oh, know what I mean? 100%. It, graffiti, yeah. on the other hand... Is now is it, about Instagram. Right, okay. Predominantly. Yeah. Like I'm, In a competitive way. Just in a fucking braggy way. Yeah. You know, it's... I, I might be completely wrong. It's my idea of it, the way I see it. But I think the signwriting community don't abuse it in the same sense. Mm. And you've got a lot more going on behind closed doors than we all know about. Yeah. You've actually got a community there. Yeah, really. yeah. Look, graffiti has got it as well. I don't mean to sound bad about it. Just No, but there is a difference in... I remember I remember Chris saying very similar stuff. Yeah. Just like, it's a little bit toxic or yeah. a little bit, you know, more ego-y maybe. Yeah, very like, much so, man, yeah. The sign industry, it, it's more... I mean, sign writers are more like, basically just like massive nerds and everyone is very much like more in awe of each other or like yeah. more happy to learn and collaborate and like and share yeah. sharing knowledge because without that sharing well it nearly died yeah the whole industry nearly, nearly went down the pan because mm. people got protective mm. and got egoy and basically that was what made everyone got really insular and was clinging on to what business they could they could get no one was training anyone up because no. they'd basically be training up their competition. And and business had gone down so much, there wasn't enough money to train people up no. as well. You didn't want it, you couldn't build competition because you just didn't have the because wage. Because you couldn't, yeah. There wasn't the work to yeah. give to someone yeah. else, and the work you did give, the work you, you that you'd be training them in, you'd be like, right, well, um, they're going to be they're younger than me, they're going to be able to run up a ladder. Up and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, whereas I'm, I'm getting a bit old and yeah. da da da, and um. You know, there's an amazing lady called Leanne who's based in Australia. I was chatting to her about it and she was like, yeah, it was... She's sort of in her 50s mm. and she was like, yeah, it was our generation that fucked it for you. Mm. And I was like, well, sort of, but you're also the generation that taught us how not to do it. Well, exactly. So it's really they, important. They really inspired you in the other way. Yeah. You're not doing it that way. <laughs> and we know now that we can't close our doors yeah. to our studios and not invite anyone in. We yeah. have to keep sharing. Yeah, because otherwise it And pushing work. it, otherwise it will just cave in on itself yeah. like it nearly did. Um, yeah, it's, it's totally different now to how it was, like, then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it must be absolutely wacky for those like older painters to like see well, the indi- like the community. Yeah. And I mean, they're all part of it as well. The like. other thing is as well, I suppose though, is that there is also we, we, you've still got a generation of people within the signwriting community that were a service. Yeah. For every business, mm. and then obviously vinyl came in and business, and then work started to you know get less and less and less. But there's people who saw you know, everyday science happening constantly. Mm. And now we've got this weird and amazing world where we can push it in, in these buildings and we can, you know, just constantly... Yeah, we could... But, but overtaking vinyl again, basically. Yeah. Trying to, anyway. Yeah. 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 
the amount of locations we're getting ourselves into is yeah, yeah definitely I know I do I kind of I kind of wish that side writing was a little bit more for the everyman like it is there for the everyman but you know we do we charge like a skilled a skilled kind of trade yeah. tradesman's rate yeah. basically um which for a lot of small businesses like isn't really that achievable no. and and I do sometimes I'm like oh we've got to keep the industry strong so we've got to make sure we're all charging decent rates yeah. and da 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 but I'm also just like I would really like it if veg markets still got sign rights to do the tickets so wouldn't so wouldn't this wave though that you're all on now the fact that you, at some point in five years time there's probably going to be an a level of work that can be done at the cheaper rate because you can yeah. take assistance in. Yeah. At the minute, there's four or five of you professionals. You can't go out for 150 quid a day. No. You can't do it. No. But you never know, in three, five years' time, you'll have assistants that can go out for that fee yeah. and can get the vegetables done again. Yeah, can start. true. Because we, we, we just, <clears throat> we run out of people to paint. Yeah. And it became, and then it became a premium or like yeah, exactly, a yeah. service. Yeah, well, now it is a premium, be, and rightfully yeah. so, because it's a fucking highly skilled craft compared yeah. to a laser cutter that's slicing up some vinyl. Yeah. For anyone to just rub across a window. It's a funny one. It I is think a funny it will come one. back round, but obviously it won't go, it won't flood mm. because the world's addicted to convenience now as well, yeah, which is a it, bit of a bastard. And, yeah. But, and speed, and there's only so much a human can do that a computer can't just knock out. I mean, that's what I do love. I love my work in the pubs for that more. Yeah. It, that feels more traditional and tradey and like, it's just a place well, it's where stay. it's always been done. Yeah. yeah. Like there have been, there have been some pubs I've painted in that have, I think the oldest one is 1753. Amazing. Um, the harp in, in like Charing Cross. Mm -hmm. And I remember painting in there and being like, just getting this sudden moment of like, I wonder how many sign writers have painted in this building over the however many hundreds of years, years it's been yeah. here. And I wonder how many of them were women. Probably none. None. <laughs> like first woman in Fuck. however many hundreds of years who's painted in this, like, pub. That's a really good point. And that's something when you're in the pubs and you're doing this, you're doing this act, sign writing, using the same kit, same... Process, like, everything. Identical process to someone who would have done it Mm. 200 years ago it's like you get this little sort of like responsibility yeah, feeling definitely. and just like it's quite reassuring you kind of carry in the crown aren't you yeah, yeah yeah in these amazing places and I mean that's why London London is incredible for that as mm. well it's like the history and the kind of buildings you end up working in as a sign writer yeah. The in, there's still a lot of work here for there certain is, writers. There is, definitely. And I think there's there's a lot here and there's more to get. And mm. and I think, yeah, the community here seems to be beautiful, man. It seems to be really nice. It's happening, like, it's all over the world. It's, it, yeah, yeah. it's really, it's a network really now, going. really, isn't it? Yeah, like, the, you know, the people now that we've met through these meets and stuff, just, like, we went to the Let Heads in Japan in April Amazing. and met... Like, it was the first ever, like, let heads to happen in Asia. Well, it was just, like, mind-blowing. Because, obviously, like, Japan's got a massive, like, hand-lettering culture yeah, yeah. to it. And meeting the sign painters out there and seeing their skills, and a lot of them are quite influenced by, like, American signage as well, and it was just, like, this coming together Amazing, of, like, man. 
real like-minded people, but yeah. from completely different kind of cultures. And yeah, so cool. But again, the brush and a tub of paint. Yeah. And the love of yeah, a letter. Yeah, 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 that's it. It's yeah. the same, same thing. It is really lucky. Um, really lucky to have it. I just want to mention Chris. Yeah. If you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'd love to chat. It's been on my mind a lot, actually, recently. I think... I think the coming round of like the new year and stuff, it sort of like brings things up a little bit again. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. It's that catching up with the day thing, isn't it? You're like, oh fuck. Yeah. 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 You didn't forget, but you're like, oh. I feel I keep yeah. getting a little urge to check in with him. Of course. And then it's like, mm, mm. Yeah. yeah. I only met him. I met him a few times, but the first time I met him, I'd seen I moved when I moved back to London, I moved to Dalston, and so I was doing loads of painting. And I saw this guy with a ladder on a bike about two or three times. And I'm like, he's got to be a rider. He's got to be. And then one day I saw him and he was walking with the bike and I stopped him. Yeah. I was like, do you write? And he's like, uh, 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 you blatantly write. You write. And I said the name. And he was like, what? And I was like, it's you, isn't it? I knew it's you. And he got a bit panicked and he left. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And I bumped into him a couple of weeks later. I goes, I'm sorry about that, man, but I was right, innit? Oh. Like, yeah. He goes, well, I'm I'm Daz. Like, I'm yeah. because I know who you are. Like, yeah. we had this chat, and it, like, it was so lovely, like, to meet him. Like, massive yeah. fan. I loved that work he was doing out there. It was yeah. just fucking. It's so Pushing inspiring. Stuff. Man. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant style. Uh, you know, and pushed it pushed a new style in the scene, the graffiti scene, yeah. which, was, which was wicked. And then to see what he went off and started doing, like working with Dunn. Mm. You know, doing all that stuff with their yeah, logos those boys. and shit. Amazing, yeah. man. And then, you know, just watching his hand with that fucking brush. Yeah, he had... his work. Well, I think because of his, his like, graffiti background as well, like, Chris just had this insane energy about mm. whatever he'd be doing. And he was such a perfectionist as well. Like, mm. just... He just wouldn't stand for... You know, he used, he used to feel embarrassed because he would turn up He'd be like, oh, God, I feel so embarrassed turning up to walls with, like, my spirit level and all the guys take the piss out of me. And, like, because, of course, that's that sign writing bit yeah, of him yeah, would yeah. be there, like, making everything yeah, getting it perfect. Right. And he'd be like, everyone takes the piss out of me when I turn up with the spirit level. And, blah, blah, blah. and, then, he, <laughs> and then he so he was always caught in, in this little, like, in-between I'm trying to thing. produce this, but I'm trying to, I'm with these people. Yeah, right? yeah. And we'd just be like, oh, come on, it's fine. But, um... Yeah, I think it was the spirit, like, Chris was just, like, was just the letterhead spirit, like, mm. encapsulated in a person. Like, that, and just wanting to give to people and teach people and, like, push. You know, when he was, in, when he was good, he was so good mm. and, like, was just someone who would just bring people together. Like, that meet he did at his studios... Mm was a perfect example of that. He, like, got all, you know, the guys, um, I can't remember their name, but the guys who do, like, the music stuff there as well. I know who you mean, I don't know the names, but yeah. Get them, he was like, right, they're going to do all the records, and then we've got the Dunn boys will be there doing their thing, and then do this and that, and just just wanting to bring every everyone and everything together all at once, which mm. obviously is amazing, but, like, quite overwhelming for him at points, and, like, he... Push, 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 and then it would get a lot, mm. and he'd have to take a step back and blah blah blah. But um, he taught me so much, and moving here, like 
Chris just set me up basically Richard. with, you know, coming here and with open arms, just like took me, took me in and introduced me to like so many. That's how I met Andy and got the studio at Waring Street. Mm -hmm. um, I met so many people through him and like, yeah, I owe him so much, mm. so much. It would be a very different, London would be a very different place for me if I didn't have yeah. Chris like guiding me through. I mean, me it through. would look different as well, you know? Yeah. It would, like from the graffiti point of angle, like it would look different. He made such a massive impact in those later years because I know he'd been writing for a long time. Mm. He was with Andy back in the day. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the work he was putting out there which had been done, we'd seen type of stuff like before, but not to that extent. And the level and the effort he was putting in and the perfection of it. Yeah. And then the inspiration and that kicked off after for like writers like Helch, who just- Yeah, just it's kind of crazy, took the isn't reins. it? He took the reins and did you see his dedication in Paddington that he's I done? I mean- I haven't seen it in the flesh yet, oh, but when I saw it- to tears, it's fucking it. amazing. Simon, Simon put a video of it mm. up on the Alphabet Anonymous WhatsApp group we've all got going. And it literally mm. was like a kick in the stomach. Yeah. Like I just was like, mm. and all all the murals and all of the work that's been, even if it's just a little tag that's just yeah, tight, yeah, I, yeah. I'll whoops, I'll just be like, oh, it just stops me in my tracks. Yeah. It's a it's a bizarre thing, like losing someone, but then just ending up but just seeing them everywhere. And I see, I mean, every time I see a sign, I think of him. Yeah. And every time I, you know, go through, you know, every time I go, you know, go through Angel on the underground, I'm like, yeah. and just little, he's everywhere, absolutely yeah. everywhere. It, it makes it hard that way. I feel the same about Jan. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I'm really grateful. Because mm. it's good not to fucking forget. And not to say you want to forget, but it's easier to forget, really. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's easier to forget and move on. Yeah. But it's nice, really, not to. It's it nice is. to carry it. It's nice, and not to carry the, the pain or the sorrow. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. Just the memory of the person. Yeah. And and as well, like, I mean, Chris was just like absolutely in his element and and the best, the best Chris when he was painting. Like mm. that was that was when you'd see him painting. That was yeah. him like. Piece. Like, if, if you could see his aura, it would be perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was just so peaceful yeah. when he was painting. And, and I think, like, chatting to the boys in the studio and stuff, like, when we, when we weren't seeing much of him, they sort of... They were seeing a lot of him at the studio and stuff. And mm. to know that he was there, still painting... Yeah. Like, when... When we weren't hearing anything from him, we didn't know what was going on. We were sort of, you know, you'd just be like, I'm, I'm not even going to, like, yeah, yeah. think about what he might be up to. To know that he was painting... It's brilliant. ...is like, oh, cool. And he had okay. some sense yeah, of peace yeah, yeah. there. I know you're he was, okay. He was good. Yeah. No, we need to... Me and Jake are going to go out to Berlin, hopefully. Because we, we went to Berlin with Chris and did a workshop out there. And had like an amazing time and mm. met some really great people. Um, a lot of whom were like really shocked and mm. saddened to hear about him um, passing away. And um, we're gonna go over there, I think, and all paint something for Wicked. him in Berlin. Wicked. Because that—that's. I mean, I'm. I've been itching to paint something big 
for Chris for ages, but we kind of want to do it as a collective thing. And to kind of, I think doing a little thing, just me and Jake and the girls that yeah, we met out there I would think, be really precious. You know, as you were so close as well, like take your time with that. Yeah, yeah. It's good you haven't rushed into it. It's good you haven't. Mm. Take your time with it. I've been painting little bits of the oh, studio. Yeah. This little toucan silhouette keeps oh, being lovely. a thing that's coming up. Um, but, and I'm working on a little piece commissioned by one of um, his mates for, like for him mm. at the moment too. But yeah, it's it's really, it's actually lovely as well to have a little point of contact. Well, yeah. It feels like a little a little way to kind of yeah it, well, it, it can ground things it can yeah it can yeah it's it is incredibly sad it's mm. really upsetting it's really sad and we don't want to lose anyone ever no but i don't know as i said i don't really know him too well man but just the effect that just just the effect of my my meeting with him and me seeing his work and all that type of shit i'm happy to have known him i'm happy to remember him do you mm. know what i mean and it's that's really nice mm. I can't imagine how hard it must have been for you lot, man, and Andy and, you know... Well, yeah. The close it's... friends. That was a hard year for Andy last year. He... Yeah, that I know. That was fucking hard. That half... Half of it was, like, knowing what it would be throwing up for a lot of other people who knew, yeah. obviously, the other lads as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, who... Like, the community lost that was last fucked. year. Like, I know. And the fact that everyone can just keep going and keep pushing and mm. keep, you know, supporting each other. The amount of Which support is, and love that comes out of all yeah. of these experiences yeah. is, like, incredible. If there's anything positive I've got to say, and look, I don't mean to sound negative about my scene at all. I love graffiti to bits, and I didn't mean to slag it off with the Instagram shit earlier, but if there's anything that I've seen... The best thing I've seen in graffiti ever is the empathy that we seem to have for each other yeah. in recent years. I've seen it build up. Oh, so that's Especially over the recent... last over the last couple yeah. of years, yeah. the empathy for each other for the within the community has been so touching. Man, that's so positive. The paintings for Chris, the paintings for Jan, the paintings for Trip Glover, K Bag, paintings for everyone. Mm. Pal, Asset, yeah. um, you know, Veco, these jams that people get together. It's oh, I've been in this scene twenty five years, nearly twenty six, and I, I don't think I've ever seen that's it like this. So and it's precious. obviously based off such a sad happening. But we're all but it, doing something it good puts with stuff it. It's in perspective it as does, well. Yeah, I think, yeah. And I think, like, you know, you can <clears> only you can only benefit from it. Like, everyone can only grow mm. more. Well, and, like... it could go completely the other way, and it didn't. Mm. It didn't make people insular. There was enough people who wanted to celebrate these people, then be insular and just get on with it and yeah. hide in the pain. Which yeah. look. The culture I'm from, the graffiti culture, is very male. We all know is very yeah. male dominated. Yeah, it's basically full of silent people that just write their feelings on walls, disguised mm. under four letters. <laughs> so you can't even read the feeling. Yeah. So the fact that this is happening, and there's this empathetic thing going on in this, yeah, you can see this love, and really it's, makes me proud to be a writer because I've never seen it like this. That's, that's been really lovely. It's that's really special, mm. and like. If it's if it's getting more and more, if that's growing and growing and growing, it's only going to keep. Well, yeah, and it, it then bigger. it then overspills then just the celebration of someone's life. It ends up being part of the community. The, is yeah. this empathy? It, it doesn't have to be based on the fact that someone went. Yeah. It just is. It's it, and because it, it, yeah. And it's seeing that support, like that support from each other, and yeah, yeah, it inspires the kids, all types yeah, of shit, man. Yeah. It's just it's a growing thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's really that's really nice to hear. That's really like positive. I, I hope I'm not wrong, but it's what I've noticed, man. I've been it's saying it for a few months it, to people. I said I think this is it. This yeah. is I've never seen it like this. This is beautiful. This is really fucking. It's just a yeah. a bit of a community spirit, isn't yeah, yeah. it? Really it's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, look, 2020, gonna have a good year. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So 2020 is. The year of the rat, yep. apparently. Mm-hmm. The Chinese zodiac year of the rat, which I've been doing a little bit of nerding up about. Okay. And apparently, rats, so rats are clever. Mm-hmm. Rats are like uh, pack animals. Yeah. They're plotters. They're a little bit playful, a mm-hmm. little bit of fun in there, but it's about like plans and being a bit clever and a bit nifty. And I think that is the sort of mentality I'm going to put out for this year. I like that. I think a last lot. year was last year was a weird year for like many reasons. Yeah. But th- and I feel like I was sort of building up a lot of stuff and I think this year is about putting all of those things into Wicked. place and setting some new Wicked. balls rolling. That's a nice it's thing funny. to pick as well and to be inspired by that. Oh, I could use yeah. that and push it this well, way. Well, it was funny because we kind of came up with this little mascot character alphabet's anonymous now have this little mascot character which mm-hmm. is kind of based on chris which mm-hmm. is mackie the rat this little <laughs> rat character with a with a roller wrapped around his tail and then there's Lovely. sign writing box because chris used to have a cat called mackie <laughs> and i think we picked a rat just because i painted one and it just looked well it cheeky worked. and we were like yeah. oh that's just right and then we found out that this year was the zodiac year of the rat and perfect. we were like right perfect we can so use all of this. It all feels like something's happening Good. there with that. But no, it's a year for pl- like for putting plans in place, Brilliant. basically. Brilliant. Um, feeling a bit re-energised after like what felt like a really a, a year with a lot of take and yeah. um, ready to like push yeah. again. I it think. was an eighteen-month year in twelve months, basically. That's what it yeah. felt like. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long. It was a real long year. year. Like a lot <clears throat> happened, a lot. and it, it took a lot. But I feel like for a lot of people, it was oh, in many really ways, yeah, real push. Yeah. And like, I haven't felt like a sense of relief in a new year. Like, mm. coming into twenty twenty, I've literally felt like a wash of energy and relief, and just well, like, it, it might have a bit to do recharge. as well with the decade thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Definitely, just that number change and the political, all this Don't, political shit we've it. had going on as well. Just like, can we just get on with stuff? Whatever this please. is, just please, can this? Yeah, just get it done with. Yeah. I think there's a, there is definitely fresh, a fresh feeling for this. Yeah, this thing. I d- yeah, feeling it like across, across a lot of Good. people have said similar things. So yeah, but yeah, tactile alphabets anonymous. Those are the little babies to push push for this year and then yeah well I loved that yeah thank you so much thank you yeah yeah I look forward to watching more and being part of more thank you definitely well another dope inspirational and enjoyable interview I loved it in these loved Hannah's story too all that strength finding hustling working real hard two jobs and all that jazz I love all those moves and all, all that, so she gets to do what she does now. Driving around in her van with her mates, painting letters and illustrations all over the place. Putting on shows, meeting other letter enthusiasts, and working with Chris in a professional way, a guy from my culture. And if you know me, I love a transition, and Chris did that, and Hannah was there. I love that. A lovely creative connection there. 
Hannah was also very kind in sharing some amazing gold leaf tricks with me. I've been using it recently on some type stuff and she taught me how to bevel and wow, I've moved up a level. What a gem. Really appreciate that, Hannah. Go and find her and her team at Hannah Sunny Whaler on Instagram at Tactile Collective and Alphabetics Anonymous. Go and check all of them out. I hope you enjoyed listening. Another art soldier selling goodness onto our city. Go and check my website at f24podcast.com to see all the whole archive and some of Hannah's photos, along with other interviews. Art wins, as usual. Rest in peace, Chris. Until next time, this is F24.